On today's episode, we'll talk about the LCS and my predictions for the spring split of 2019. Let's talk about that. Hello everyone, and once again, welcome to Kings of the Rift, your source for competitive League of Legends news and opinions. I'm your host, Gold Knight, and today we'll be talking about the LCS Power Rankings. But before we do that, I want to say thank you to all of you for listening. This podcast is available on iTunes, Anchor FM, and where all the other fine podcasts can be found. Leave me a review if you're on iTunes. It really helps to get this podcast noticed. And anywhere else you can find us, follow the podcast so you can get updates on when a new episode gets posted. Also, if you're on Anchor, you guys can help me out and become a subscriber to the podcast. I've also set up a Patreon at patreon.com slash kingsoftherift, and any help is fantastic, and your support will help me keep making this podcast. With enough support, the episodes will continue to get better and better quality. Now, one final thing before we get started, after each episode is posted, like I do with all the others, I will begin a poll on Twitter to gauge responses. I encourage all listeners to jump on in and join the conversation on Twitter, at Kings of the Rift, and I will put a link in the description with all of the information that was just there. So, the 2019 Spring Split LCS. Some things have changed. Some teams have completely revamped. What do we... What do we think about that? Okay. So, before we really get started, I want to just take a moment and really tell how I go about ranking teams. So, with ranking... I think you should really do it from 1 to 10 or something like that. Not this whole letter grade. Well, they're a they're a good team, but, you know, I think I think they're an A tier team. And uh what about this team? Oh, they're an S tier team. And um what about this one? Oh, it's a tier C. Yeah, no. I don't think that's fair i think it's kind of the coward's way out to go and you're really not committing to you're not committing to anything you're just saying well this team is all right and this team could be as good as that team so i believe that you you have to just say you have to be definitive and say this team will be better than that team that's the only way to get respect and to actually tell us anything. Well, this team's better than that team. Okay, well, that's fine. Are they going to beat them? Are they going to be the number one team? Who knows? But you can actually predict that or you can try to predict it by using the ranking system. So I think with this, I'm going to start from 
number 10 and work my way up to number one. And just to let you know, this is my my thoughts on how the teams are ranked. Nothing I'm affiliated with besides this podcast has any feelings any other way. This is my personal opinion on these teams and where they're going to land. So let's just start off with number 10. Number 10, if you've listened to anything that I've said in the last couple of episodes or for a little while, it's going to be Echo Fox. Echo Fox is going to be 10th because they honestly took the worst parts of the old Clutch Gaming and just patched it on a broken Echo Fox. They don't look like they know what they're doing. And honestly, Apollo and Hakoho were only good back in the day because of Lyra. Lyra was the one who just taught them how to do things, taught them how to act professional. And honestly, they don't have Lyra anymore. So what are you going to do this time? What are you going to do now? There's really nothing you can do to make that old clutch gaming roster and just say, yeah, you guys are going to work well with uh, not the players that you're normally playing against or playing with. So for like the strangest reason, I just think Echo Fox doesn't know what they're they're doing, it seems. They, the only person I think that they have any any like chance with is Rush. Rush in the jungle is going to just have to carry this team. Just like with clutch gaming before, the jungle and the mid would have to carry the games because they're just not strong enough. And speaking of not strong enough, it brings me to my number nine team. Which, my number nine team is Counterlogic Gaming. And the only reason I say that is because they're just not, they're not a strong enough team. The All the other teams, I think, are just stronger than them. They brought on PoE, they, they brought in Wiggly from uh, the Academy scene, and I just don't think they're... I don't think they're going to do that great. If if anything, they're going to take time. They might have a surge at the end of the season. But I feel like they're just going to be placed ninth. It's not going to do well for them to just sit there and kind of accept what's going on. And that's almost what it seems like. They just said, oh, you know what? Sticks A and Biofrost, oh, they're great. Just keep them. Darshan, oh, you know, he's fine. Just keep him. Don't pull him to a, you know, a coaching role or, you know, try to get him to change anything. Just just keep him in the same direction and just, they're just stagnating too much, I think. So, I think that's why or Counter Logic Gaming is just going to be, going to be ninth, honestly. So then, you move up to the 8th place team, which... Personally, I think is going to be FlyQuest. FlyQuest, they're not a bad team. 
And I think it's just another team that's just not good enough. So basically, it just seems like... It's, it seems like there's just... They're a fun team. They're a team who really wants to have a good time. Uh, the big narrative with FlyQuest right now is... Oh, Pole Belter and Wild Turtle are back together. And this is just going to be such a good time. They're going to have such a good time together. Okay, but show me. Show me how you guys are good together. Wild Turtle's probably... He just seems a relic. He's like a relic of the old time. And I know I've said my age in esports episode, if you looked a little bit further back. I don't think that people just kind of age out of esports. I think he's just stuck. He's stuck in using the old style of League of Legends. And he just needs to really bring it up a notch. Now, going up an actual notch in the rankings, who excuse me, I have some gas, um, is Optic Gaming. Now, I know this sounds weird, Optic Gaming going to 7th, ooh, but I think it's because Crown will actually be okay. Some people are questioning Crown, he had the worst season in his, uh, worst season in his career last year. But that's possible. It's possible that this year he will do worse. He'll just continue to, to tumult. You know, it'll be tumultuous. He'll tumble down further and further. That's okay. That, that happens. But I think you can kind of help that out by having Medios. Medios is a great jungler. He has the passion now to do better. And with Crown, I think he can actually... He'll have that motivation. And honestly, the motivation behind Meteos is also Dardock, who's on the Optic Gaming Academy team. And from what, you know, what I've heard, Meteos and Dardock are fighting for that starting spot. So honestly, that's great. That's great. You have to push the players behind, you know, it, you have to say, hey, you have to do your best. Or there's some guy who's sitting there, and he wants your spot. If you don't do as good or better than he does, then guess what? He has your spot. And honestly, that motivation for Medios and the motivation for the rest of the team will be fantastic. Now, one of the big question marks, I think, for their team, though, for Optic Gaming, is just their ADC. Who is that guy? Like, seriously. Like, I, I actually don't know who that guy is. I don't think I've ever seen his handle or anything like that. I'm going to take a look right as we speak. Because, hell if I know who the guy is. Let me see. I'm pulling it up now. It says Arrow, but I'm pretty sure they have... Asta on their bot lane, like starting on their bot lane. So that's possible. But if they're going with if they're going with their academy like uh bot laner to start, 
that's just going to be ridiculous, I think. Because you're just going to... I don't know. Unless he's unless he's super good, which I have I don't watch the Academy League that often. Um it's usually kind of it's late for me and I just just don't have any feeling to watch it. There's no I feel like the best players are in the LCS. That's how it goes. That's how Academy goes. So honestly, I think Optic could do really well, but they really have to just focus. And they have to prove to me that they are a team that wants to play. Wants to play with the big dogs. Now, getting into playoffs, the playoff run teams. It's going to kind of surprise you, but I have Golden Guardians right here. Right here at the brisk, brisk, right at the brink. Golden Guardians are just at sixth because, honestly, they have something to prove. Every person on that team has something to prove. You take a look at the top lane, you have Hauntzer. Hauntzer has to prove to TSM that you shouldn't have just said, hey, we're going to go with this other team, you're not a starting player anymore. Or we have a new player, you, you know, you're not going to be in the starting. Um... Okay, so then he goes and he, you know, looks at a different team. He has to prove to them, you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have said, well, we're going to change it up. We're, you know, we're not going to have you starting any longer. You know, see you guys. You know, see you later. This, there's this whole story arc. I think that goes with every, every time someone leaves a team or someone switches a roster or something. There's this, like, redemption arc in their story. And this seems to be where Hauntzer's redemption arc starts. They have something to prove, and, you know, five out of eight times, there's, you know, the person who's getting revenge or seeking revenge usually gets it, which is just fantastic. Like, that would be just amazing if they did. Now, then you, you move it down, you go to the jungle. You go Contracts. Well, Contracts left Cloud9 to search for more money from Golden Guardians. Now, he got it. But the problem is, is that he's, for this for these past two splits, he's been basically looked like an idiot. Cloud9 went to Worlds. They were top four at Worlds. Imagine if they had Contracts on their team instead of the other players. Now, the other players were fantastic. If both Blabber and Sunscarin were super good. Now, how would have contracts done? Who knows? But there's always the what if. So he has something to prove. That he didn't make a mistake by going to Golden Guardians. Then you go to the mid lane and you take a look at Froggen. Now, Froggen has been out of the LCS for a couple of years now and he has to prove back to everyone else that He's not just a kid. He's not just, well, whatever. You know, I'm washed up. I'm an old player. I, you know, last time I was doing really well, I got, I had built a team around myself and then it kind of imploded and it didn't look well and all this. I want to see him do well. I want to see him pull out the Lux. I want to see him pull out the Vagar and the Anivia and just body kids because he has to prove that 
he's back, baby. The frog in his back. Then you move on to the to the bottom lane. You have a pair of Deftly and Ole. Now Deftly, he's just a kid. He came in and he said, "Well, look at me. I'm, you know, I'm fun. I'm all right. I can do. I can play the game." And then in summer split, he took off. He was constantly on the Heimerdinger bot lane, which looked fantastic for him. He did such a good, te- good such a good, t- like, such good uh, work on his Heimerdinger bot lane. And that was just, it was his thing. That was his calling card, and he was a good player. And then you go to Ole, who, Ole's been, you know, bullied by Team Liquid, or, you know, t- Team Liquid can be kind of brash, it seems. At least Double Lift, and, you know, sometimes maybe a Smithy, and Pobelter can be a very... You know, he seems like a fun guy, but he could just be probably a little, you know, sarcastic and stuff. And that's, I think, something that Ole doesn't really realize. Sarcasm being not a native English speaker. But I think, I honestly think that Ole is just, he'll do really well in this team because they seem like a more positive team I mean, Team Liquid is a positive team because they were winning. But I feel like all over, like a mental health for himself, I think this will be a really good team. With Haunter, who seems like a really nice guy, he brought, you know, Biofrost out of his shell and, you know, gave him the nickname Bio Daddy and just stupid little things like that that I think Ole is going to have a good time with. Now, speaking of having a good time... Honestly, I think Clutch Gaming is going to be fifth. That GGS was sixth, and Clutch Gaming will be fifth. Because they honestly improved all the right parts of this team. They brought on Hooney, star top laner. They brought on, uh, well, they kept Lyra, who Lyra is... Alright, but he'll do well with an aggressive top laner like Hooney. In the mid laner, or in the mid lane, then you have DeMonte, who's good, you know, good friends with Hooney, and just looks like a good player. He was a really good player towards the end of the year, and um, just kind of, he's a role player. He's a young kid, so you can shape him into however you want. And then you take a look, and the bottom lane is kind of where it's a little bit questionable with Piglet and Vulcan. Vulcan is kind of a... He's kind of like a, for lack of a better term, a nobody in a good way. Because he doesn't have this ego. He doesn't have this gravitas behind him that really kicks him in the butt or anything like that if he doesn't do, if he doesn't do really well. But he does have Piglet, who... Piglet seems to think that he's the best player. And he could be. He was, at one point, the best ED carry. But (laughs) the problem seems to be that ever since NA, he really doesn't have the greatest track record in playing well. Excuse me. He doesn't really have the 
best record of playing well. Now, I could just see him popping off this season with a more Korean... Because at this point, there's three Koreans on this team. There's Lyra, uh, Huni, and uh, Piglet. Now, that's an environment that's just fantastic for a Korean player. You have people who you can speak Korean with, and they get little nuances in your voice or whatever. That's just fantastic. That'll be really good for clutch gaming. Which is why I honestly think that they're going to fare better this, this split. Now, before I go into fourth through first, I just want to say that I think this was the hardest decision to make. Fourth through first was probably the hardest. The rest was okay. I could be like, you know, I think this team is better than this team, or this player is better than that player. So, you know what? This team's going to be better. But first through fourth is just. It could be anyway. It could be, you know, number four could be number two, number two could be number three, and one could be fourth. You know, who knows? Like, I, I have no idea. But I'll start it off by saying, in fourth place, I have Cloud9. And that's honestly because they're still a great team. They're top four at Worlds team. Except they lost one of their major key components for that fourth place run. They lost Jensen, who... Jensen was a rock in the mid lane who was able to do what the team needed and actually kind of facilitate you know he he was one of the he was a couple times he was the reason why they went why they won and that's great that's fantastic that's what you want and upgrading to Niski I've seen Niski play quite a number of games um in the EU I was kind of a fan of Splice and Honestly, they seem to be, or Niski at least, seems to be just kind of a a blah player. You know, he doesn't have a lot of flair. He doesn't have a lot of, you know, just crazy wackadoodle things with him. But I think that could be nice. Altogether, it seems like Cloud9 is just that team that doesn't really have an ego thing like tsm you're like well they know they're better so they're gonna they're gonna win team liquid's like oh well they know they're better they're gonna win it seems like cloud nine just is just kind of calmer of a team and that's how it's always been i think and i think when this that'll that'll fit well but if anything i think it was the upgrade from or the the change from jensen to niski is at best a side grade because it could just be that they're gonna be they're gonna be side graded it's just well it's gonna be cloud nine not doing as well with niski because they haven't been with him as long they're gonna have to fill the void that jensen left which then i guess at this point brings me to third which and this is obviously subject to change, but I put third as TSM. 
This season, TSM has less to prove. They don't have to say, well, we brought in the best in the West, and we brought on this really hot jungler. You know, he's did fantastic. He's going to be really aggressive and be super good. And look at us. We have the best in the West. We're so fantastic. And we have Bjergsen, and we have a strong top laner. But we're not going to do anything. We're not going to make it to even the playoffs. Or they made it through the playoffs, but not all the way. And honestly, I think that's what makes this season better for TSM. So then the first time TSM really has had a break since their inception. And I think with the better coaching staff and the kind of more moldable players, you're going to be able to to place higher than you originally were. So that's why I think TSM's just going to be third. Like they could they could easily be first place if they do fantastic but who knows then you take a look at number two and the number two and number one were kind of more decisive to make because of a opinion with my fan you know if i'm a big fan of the number one team so number two i have 100 Thieves. Now, 100 Thieves improved a number of fantastic players. They improved them fantastically. You look at their mid lane. Ryu was... Ryu seemed like he was kind of on the downturn. He, he just seemed like he wasn't as thrilled to play the game as he used to be so they brought in who he who has a great relationship with aframu who used to be on his team for years so that's good that's a great mid jungle or mid support synergy um they know how each other play which is which is great you need that kind of relationship and then you put in bang in the bottom lane a two-time world champion alongside Aframu, one of the greatest supports of NA history. That's just fantastic. Probably the number one support in NA history. That's just going to be such a great team. Now, the only weak point I see in this team is Anda. Um, Anda wasn't a really hot jungler towards the end but I think he could be he could be a contender and be carried by the rest of his team as long as he just plays safe and you know doesn't push up without too much vision and I just think he'll be he'll be able to work with it so then I move on Team number one. Now, if you've been following along, it's not going to surprise you that on the top of my list, the number one team is Team Liquid. Now, that's because I think they only improved their poor lanes. Well, they only had poor lanes to improve. So, they improved their mid lane with Jensen from Paul Belter. 
Pobolter is not a bad player, but Jensen's better. That's just how it is. Jensen's a better player than Pobelter. Now, if Team Liquid will mesh, that's fantastic. He Jensen seemed to want to come to Team Liquid, which would be nice, which is fantastic. I want that. And then you take a look at the bottom lane. You have Double Lift, who's a god in the bot lane. And then you have Core JJ, who has won a championship. Won a world championship. That's amazing. I mean, some players have also done that, but whatever. You know, some other teams have two rings on one player, but whatever. That's fine. But Core JJ is a really good support player. From all the videos I've watched of Double Lift and Core JJ together, Core JJ knows what he's doing. And this Double J bot lane will be just fantastic. And the team as a whole will just, I think, be revitalized by the new members, by the new blood in here. Just being able to kind of show them, you know, either a new way to play or a new kind of style of just playing the game out. So that kind of wraps up my my uh pal rankings guys if you liked what you heard please please give me a rating on itunes or wherever you are if you want to throw a comment in there follow me on any of those links in the description and basically just keep being good guys you guys are fantastic i'm getting just an amazing amount of listens on these episodes and I want to keep growing because I want to keep spreading the message the message that anyone can talk about League of Legends it doesn't have to be the actual like commentators podcasting I have no issue with Euphoria or you know the dive or anything like that but I just I like to talk about this this is my passion I wake up Literally every day going, is it Saturday yet? Is it Saturday yet? When I can create my new episode. It's just fantastic. So, honestly guys, if you want to help out, the links will be in the description. And honestly, I'll see you guys in the next episode. I'm super hyped for the LCS. And mark my words, this team... This, this, this whole list is going to be fantastic so take it from top to bot team liquid 100 thieves tsm c9 cg golden guardians optic gaming FlyQuest, clg and echo fox from top to bottom so i'll see you guys in the next episode Bye bye